This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. You can learn a lot about a tree by taking a closer look inside. Have you ever looked at tree rings when a tree was cut down? Each ring represents a year in the tree's life. Some rings are close together, some far apart, some thick, some lopsided, and others round. These rings develop in these ways depending on what is happening in the tree's life. Was there a drought? Too much water? Were conditions perfect? How many nutrients did it get? What about sunshine? Was it invaded by pests? Just like with trees, you can learn a lot about a human and what they need by looking inside. What is out of balance? What is going well? What patterns have you created? What traumas have you experienced? What are your strengths? What do you need to thrive? Inner wisdom is something we will learn to listen to and cultivate throughout our entire lives. Everything changes when we learn to follow our hearts. Valeria interviews Leah Wentworth. She began her coaching journey in 2014 at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where she was taught to support people to heal through a whole person, mind, body, and spirit approach. Since then, Leah has become a Reiki master and certified in EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, Psych-K, Core Gift Facilitation, And most recently, she has been certified as a Sacred Depths Transformational Coach. She works with clients on an individual basis, in groups, and in transformational retreats. Leah has an innate ability to see people's unique beauty and guide them back to health and wellness through supporting them to reconnect with the truth of who they are. Prior to her coaching career, Leah received her BA in Environmental Science, taught for over 20 years in various settings, was a birth doula and a birthing from within childbirth educator, a farmer and CSA owner, and has traveled all over the world. When not working, Leah can be found in nature, gardening, working on homeschooling projects with her kids, crafting, playing guitar, sitting around a bonfire with family and friends, or adventuring with her husband and three children. Meet Leah at innerwisdomhealth.net. Here's the interview with Leah Wentworth. In your own words, who is Leah Wentworth? Such a deep question, really. And you could answer it, I feel like, in multiple ways. But, you know, sort of the basic surface level is more like, I I am a mother. I am someone who deeply appreciates nature and the connection with nature and earth. And I feel like my soul's calling is to work with people and with myself to learn to follow our hearts. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's really about, I feel like each person has their own unique light and it's about connecting, learning to connect with that and really follow it. And so to me, that's sort of my, uh, who I am is someone who who supports other people to follow their own knowings, their own heart. And there's lots of things that I like to do in life and enjoy, (laughs) but that it's the essence I feel like of my soul's purpose is really to support others to come into their own knowing. That's beautiful. Yeah. The follow-up question had to be this one. (laughs) How do we 
become aware of our soul's calling, as you say. Uh, some people might call it purpose, mission. But in a way, how do we know for sure? You probably have also heard about self-actualization, about coming to live our full potential. So yeah. I see a lot of people in search for that. You know, the question is, is, is really about the feeling. What does it feel like when we are there, when you have found your, your soul's calling, as you say? Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's really a lifelong journey mm. right. yes. <laughs> that there's always yes. more yes. levels and mm. truth that's uh-huh. unfolding. But when we connect with things that really resonate with us, when we connect with our own words or our own, when we found our soul's calling, when we're working with it, I think we feel really grounded. We feel at peace. We tend to trust more and allow things. There's like this flow that happens that's just like, for me, I experience it as almost like, I'm not even sure who's talking. Like Mm -hmm. it's something that's coming (laughs) through me, not like I'm thinking up all this stuff and just like, Mm -hmm. it's it's more of, uh, it's such an alignment with when you're working in your in your calling and your soul's purpose that um so much of that conditioning and um you know what's right for what society says is right i feel like that head game stuff kind of steps aside and we're more in our in our true flow so i think you know there's because in the beginning of our life when we're you know, young, zero to six or seven, our our minds are like just wide open and we're really learning how the world works and conditioning. Our, our mind is being conditioned. And unfortunately, some of how we're conditioned is to not necessarily believe in our own wisdom, you know? Mm-hmm. And so later in life as we, um, depending on how far away we move from our truth, it's a real process of unlearning and getting back to our essence, our truth. And yeah, I kind of forget my train of thought there, but. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It resonates very much with me. Yes. It's a process in a way, like you said, we are uncovering that also moment by moment, day by day. So it's yeah. not something that, it's not a destination, right, Leah? That we right. arrive at and stay there. Right. right. Yeah. I love the description that you gave, the sense of peace, trusting more, kind of being in flow, listening to the spiritual mind, as I, I like to label it, yeah. uh, being more intuitive, also following the heart, as you mentioned, trusting the our inner wisdom. So trusting more, I know you said that and you didn't connect that to um, inner wisdom or intuition or anything like that. Is that something that trusting the voice that some people call it to, let's see, spirit guides? I have have talked to people here a lot about that and they say, yeah, I can clearly hear their voice like angels, people who have passed or um, loved ones that they're still around them. So when you say trusting more, in your case, would be more of inner wisdom, something that sounds abstract for some people, not to me, but for some people it does. So can you please kind of elaborate a little bit more on that voice that you trust, per se, and how do we also kind of separate that or distinguish that from the voice of the mind in other people's belief systems? Yeah. Yeah, so for me, the voice of the inner wisdom, it is, and this is why it can be hard to like find, is because it's really quiet and it's more about a feeling necessarily Mm -hmm. than words. Mm -hmm. And so I often like, and that's part of why I love utilizing the wisdom of the body to do this work and to heal and to find ourselves is when we tune into the body and connect with what we might be feeling or sensing that I feel like when we're in the body, it separates us from the mind thinking. Mm. And then we're rather trying to like interpret, interpret 
what's mm-hmm. coming through us, what's, you know, what's there, like what we're really sensing. And so that feels like very different than thinking about something to me. Um, you know, and in, in the work that I do with people, it is about separating the thinking mind. And so I'll just give an example yeah. of, yes, yeah. you know, working with someone who, let me see if I think of a a client, you know, who, okay. So a client that came to me was, she came to me originally for this extreme fear of needles. So she could not go to the doctor to get the work done that she needed to get done. She had dentistry she needed to get done. She was just like, would go into this, um, like panic and pass out. Um, and so she wanted to like work through some of that. And the first, you know, after a few sessions, we kind of, I asked her to connect with that fear. And this is like a little guided thing of like, where in your body does that fear live? What is that fear? Like, what is it? Is there a shape to it or a color? Like, and once we like are separate from it, it's almost like we can then be an observer instead of be in that fear. We're like observing that fear and seeing from a different perspective. And then once you're really like connected with it, then talking to it, like asking it questions, like, what are what is your purpose? Do you have any guidance for me? How can I support you? How can you support me? Like things like that that like um, help the person to see that it's just another part of themselves. And so often we feel like like fear or anxiety or you know that they these things come in and like take us over and we don't have control and we don't have like there's something bigger and better than us in a sense, you know, that is like just crushing us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so it's, it's this sort of like befriending, befriending this part of you that has um, the, that, you know, and, and discovering where it came from and what its roots are about and how can it, so often these fears actually are generated in the beginning from a place of wisdom, you know, And so there's, there's when we're a young child and these fears come up, it's for protection, you know? And when we can see that instead of in our adult minds, like we tend to judge ourselves and criticize ourselves and why can't I get over this and what's my problem? And we go into that kind of thinking about it. And so bringing it back to the roots and helping us come to this place of understanding allows us to start transforming that yes. into yes. something, you know, in, and finding the wisdom in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it is the, the work of healing, of self-knowledge, self, yeah. self-trust. How it always goes back to that. It's incredible how the answers, as you have heard in so many of us so many times, the answers are within. It's never yeah. out there. Although it helps a lot when we have a guide like yourself, coaches and people that can show us the way right. within. Because it's not easy for some of us who have experienced trauma. It's not an easy work to do on our own. Definitely. Definitely. Do you also work with clients who have a, hist- a trauma history, Leah? Um, it depends on, you know, uh, part of what I do is I'm really allowing the client to be the leader. And so I only go where they're comfortable and feel safe to go. Like, I don't try to take someone like that's, I don't have the skills or <laughs> whatever to take someone somewhere that they're not leading themselves you know? Yes. And they're not ready to see. So it's, it's really about that. Oh, I love that. (laughs) That trust (laughs) between us, you know, of like, remember reminding them, you know, and some people can't even close their eyes. Like to go into their body is, is 
not workable, you know? Mm, And so you do other things and find other ways. I had some fun other little activities that, you know, can support people. But I think part of sometimes it can feel safe because you you're stepping into that more observer rather than re can re be you know re-entering that trauma place but you're you're coming at it from more of an observer perspective you know that helped me a lot yeah there's been my case with the traumatic childhood trauma and all that and trying to connect with the body, mind, and, and heart, but but it was not really clear and it was not possible to do that fast enough on my own. And I remember connecting with nature. That was my kind of my reference for groundness, yeah. to feel safe. Uh, yeah. And it still is. It's interesting to see that that's still my main, let's say, source <laughs> when it comes to anything that has to do with safety. That's the place to be. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's, a, it's an observer kind of place. It's, I call it awareness and some people call it pure consciousness. Yeah. It's a place where this, it's not easy to explain because sometimes it gets mixed up with experience and we lose ourselves there. Ah, it's a wonderful place to be, which it is really what we are, right, Leah? Well, that's my understanding. Yeah. We are not the experience. We are the, the one who is behind all this, the experience itself. Exactly. And I, I, you know, nature is so huge for me too. I just feel like I need, you know, to be really grounded and stay connected with the truth of who I am. I have to be in nature every day, you know? Mm, Yes. And the more days I go without being in nature, it's like the farther I get from my truth and the more like Mm -hmm. unsettled and kind of in my head and you know, yeah, mm-hmm. I get, you know, as soon as I step out into the, onto the trail, you know, it's, I just am like, okay, yeah, I feel myself coming home to being in my body and being, feeling safe and feeling grounded. And, you know, I, I utilize, I feel like there's things like utilizing our bodies, utilizing nature, like trees, Trees are one of my guides of just like, you know, is it the voice of the tree or is it just my own inner wisdom speaking mm-hmm. as if it's the tree? You know what I mean? Like, but I've often like asked a tree a question and I hear an answer and, yes. you know, so it's, it's that sort of, that's the sort of, th- sort of way to connect to your own knowing is for mm-hmm. me is sometimes asking something outside of myself, the question and seeing if I can hear the answer, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It has been my case too. Yeah. I do that. Actually, I only do that really when I'm in kind of crossroads, when mm-hmm. going through tough situations, challenging situations. And then I have to kind of uh, have, I need to answer because I see emotional turmoil kind of setting in. Well, there was a situation where my, my mother-in-law came to live with us and she wasn't well psychologically. Yeah. And I could see that, pick up, pick up those energies. So I ended up being very unstable and unclear, confused. Amidst of all my healing work, my spiritual work, I was really right. not really, I could not believe that that was happening. So I went to a tree, right? And then asked the question, what should I do now? I don't know what to do. Right. And I just sit down there and waited and I said, trust kept saying that word trust. <laughs> I said, okay, so I need to trust the situation and be in and see what's the meaning, what it's trying to tell me. So, and that's, uh, that's exactly what I did. I trusted in the very beginning, but then something, I think the shadow came in and mm-hmm. then it started to try to push her away. And that's when something even more interesting happened. That's when I started doing things like to get her out of the house, irritated and and then I remember kind of having those thoughts and being guided by them. And then I was just wondering, wow, I shouldn't do this, but why am I doing that? Nothing to harm her, but just to annoy her. And I remember her getting really upset. And then my husband got upset. And then it was this huge fight. It was a very unpleasant conflict within my own house. And then I also noticed something else happening. Uh, 
I felt guided to do other things, kind of correct that, the shadow, as some people call it. I don't know what's the what to call those parts of us that sometimes come in and it's aggressive and it's, as you said, it's coming from fear. So it's trying to protect us mm-hmm. regardless. So something happened very interesting where my dog kind of jumped. We were playing in the backyard and he jumped on me. He never, he never did that. And then he jumped on my face with his, with his paws and then scratched close to my eye and then made a huge, it's almost like a bump. It was really red. Uh-huh. And then I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. All this was happening. It's like so strange. And then the confusion with my husband, you know, the conflict and the storm war in the house with my, my mother-in-law and my, my husband. And then he said, look, look at how she's doing the, her best. Look at her. She probably was crying all night long. Look at her eye. <laughs> and, he, and he pointed to me for her to see, almost in the attempt for her to feel compassion or be kind towards me or something. And that was interesting to see because I was kind of listening to his words and it was not the truth. You know, the dog had done that. Uh-huh. But of course I was really sad. My heart was, I mean, I was just so in, in a place that's not, it's, it's not a place that I, I wanted to be. So I was trying to find connection again. And then I see how this taking place, like the dog doing this. I mean, really like uh, this is amazing. And of course I don't feel like we are, apart from anything. We're not separate from anything. So it's almost like an attempt of life itself, uh, find connection, find harmony again and balance. So it does what it needs to do in a right. very sometimes, let's say, unlogical way. Yes. We can't, why we can't comprehend, but it's happening in front of us. If we are, if we are present enough, we'll be able to right. see. Right. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I, I think I never said that on the podcast. I never mentioned that, but I, I, I felt like this was the time. <laughs> it makes so much sense to me. You know, I, I feel like there's, if we're, if we're looking, there's always guidance everywhere around us, right. you know, in our animals, in the people, how mm. they're responding to us, how we're responding to them. If we're just like, you know, again, it's like not about be, it's, it's like, you have to be slightly aware versus in the emotion, in the interaction, in the, it's like you're just grounded enough to be able to see. And, and that, I, I feel like that's part of, you know, what the, what the, you know, what some of our conditioning has been is, is that we're not supposed to take time like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like our health is not the most important thing, you know, and it really should be, you know, that that should be conditioned into us, that, that we get plenty of rest and that we take time to ground and connect with nature and feed ourselves with nourishing food. Like this should, you know, I wish this was like part Mm -hmm. of our, (laughs) yes, our, our, you know, our cultural, uh, norms, you know, but we really have to work so hard to, to create this for ourselves so that we can stay in awareness. Yes, I agree. And another interesting thing, I know it's beautiful the way you speak of nature. Of course, most of us connect with that idea. I talk to so many people, I mean, most of us do, but I also noticed that it's not as easy to think about as the invisible world when we talk about presence or being aware, being the observer. It's kind of being able to sense what is in between almost everything that's happening. What is, it's, yeah, what rests in between actions with, with, with an experience I think that's, you see, most people don't talk about that because it sounds supernatural, strange, something that only psychics, mediums, <laughs> or spiritual teachers will talk about. And so there is this, uh, it's almost like an agreement, you know, to be logic all the time in the sense of only acknowledging the physical reality. Right. I notice that within us, right? Most humans, day to day living. And I would love to see that changing, you know, that, that, that shift where we are, we are able to be more of what we already are, the yeah. human and non human. That's so interesting that you said that. You know, like that was one of my first, like in my healing journey, that was one of the first things that I kind of gave myself was, um, I told myself, I don't have to 
be, I don't have to be able to explain why I'm choosing something. Like giving myself permission to just trust that I know that this next choice is right for me. Even if it doesn't make sense, even if I can't explain why, even if I don't have words for it, I'm just allowed Mm. to say, this is what I need to do, or this is how I need to live, or this is what I need, you know, this is what I want to do for work next or whatever, because life is a journey and it's constantly unfolding in front of us. And we don't know we don't completely know the end path, even if we think mm. we do. Yeah, yeah. Life <laughs> doesn't, yes. it's like we change as we mm-hmm. go the whole time. So mm. our destination is constantly changing, you know? Yeah. And it's just like giving ourselves permission to unfold versus sticking to what we said we were going to do. We're, right. We studied to be an environmental scientist, so you better go out and be an environmental <laughs> scientist. Well, what if that's not? you know, exactly what I wanted to do, you know? Right. Yes. That's <laughs> once it. I got there and once I was done and with my training, I was like, you know, this is leading me down a different path. <laughs> right. Yes. You see, that also takes that openness to understand life is now constantly changing um, from the body-mind perspective. That's what we are, really. We're part of the natural world, so we can't really change. We cannot not be that when it comes to the human experience as body-mind, right? And acknowledging that is so powerful because that, to me, being open, it's part of that acknowledgement. Okay, so I'll be open to what is next. And in a way that becomes so much more fun to life. Can you imagine just knowing everything and just kind of having all the steps for what will happen next? That wouldn't be fun. Right. Although I don't, really subscribe to the idea of suffering in a lot of of the the human experience sadly is kind of built around unnecessary suffering and I, but i do believe that has to do with this closeness not being open to life itself which we that's what we are we're not separate from life going back to what do you do as I said, off record, I love the name, um, the title, Sacred Depth Transformational Coach. And then I want to mention the other ones too. EFT, Psych K, I believe that's how you pronounce it. And then Core Gift Facilitator, Reiki Master. So sacred. What do you consider sacred, Leah? What is sacred to you? I might describe sacred as something uh, very important to you, something that is um, something that's about your heart, you know, it's connected to your to your truth. It's it's work that is um, sacred depths is about learning to see and love and acknowledge and live all parts of you. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think that's what the sacred depths is about is like there's so often there's parts of ourselves that we've shut down and hid away and tucked in the corners because there's this other like more ego part of ourselves that is sort of like this is who I have to be in the world that we've learned. Like I have to look like this and and perform like this. And, right. and the depths mm-hmm. is like really like the sacred is that all of us, all of ourselves, even the parts that feel Mm. uncomfortable and maybe even we don't like to some degree, you know, when we first start to explore like, and parts that we don't want to live out, like it's all beautiful. Mm. Like we are a whole being, not just the little bits that we wish (laughs) we could only be, you know? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. So true. Yeah, yes. so ah, that's powerful, empowering yeah. too. Powerful, empowering. Yes. So that's my idea of wholeness, right? That yeah. we are already complete. We are whole. There's nothing right. missing. Nothing to be added, really, to become worth of being here. Right. That's that's really my starting point for everything. It has been for the last ten years. I'm already right. there, and the interesting thing to see is that the mind, the logical, rational mind keeps kind of trying to get in the way 
uh, of yeah. that proof. <laughs> no, 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 no. You need change. You need to change this. You need to speak in a different way. You need to get better at this. Improve at that, and right. change, transform, and all that. But there is room for all of this, right, Leah? For transformation, for change. So I'd love to hear from you. What would that look like? This balance between mind and heart, uh, wholeness and healing. Well, I think that you know, first of all, it's part of self-love and acceptance is accepting that we're going to fall back into old ways of being and we're going to get caught up in our mind and our our conditioning and that that's normal. It's totally normal. And so it can be like a relief to, I don't know, when I first started down my real healing journey, like I, I had a lot of, put a lot of pressure on myself to like, I would understand these concepts of like, you know, speaking my truth and getting grounded, but I couldn't always do it, you know? And so I would get really upset with myself that I knew it intellectually. I understood it, but it wasn't like incorporated fully into my being yet. And so I would continue and I still do continue to be pulled out of that and into what I call, um, I use the word triggered, but it's, it's an, it's an altered state where we're not fully grounded. And so we don't have access to our wisdom in the same way. And, you know, multiple things can do that. And, and so it's really just being playful with ourselves, being kind to ourselves, allowing, allowing the process to unfold. I'm sorry, I'm kind of forgetting the question you asked me now. I went down this journey of, did I answer it? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely did. That balance between, yes, yes, yeah. You see, and this is what is playful about it too. You see, because the mind is always trying to make sense of everything and just go do anything in a linear way in order right. to make sense, in order to be accepted by that uh, agree that agreement that we have with most humans <laughs> to yeah. make sense here. but. It is, I noticed that the heart, it's, it doesn't really communicate with words that well. I really yeah. noticed that. I have yeah. interviewed and met a lot of beautiful, amazing people that they couldn't really express themselves as well as other people, but the, I felt their presence so much more powerfully. They made an impact on me. They never left me, their presence, for a reason. It, that's the thing. I know I keep saying that too, even here. Uh, do I make sense? <laughs> Does right. it make sense to you? Uh, <laughs> yes, I think that, you see, well, that's beautiful too, because that's part of connection, isn't it? Human connection. We love that. It's innate. And we, we can't really separate ourselves from others. What is not to love about that? That really says something about truth, that everything is interconnected. Of one, you know, one of the things that I really, really stuck out to me in my mind at the very beginning, I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and that was like my first step into training into wellness. And one thing that really stood out to me was just that they talked about how everything is connected. And I utilize this in my work a lot, especially when someone Uh, is stuck in a certain area. So I had, you know, we we did this at work where we looked at the wheel of life. I don't know if you've ever done that, where you just kind of rate the category, different categories in your life. Like how is your, how are your relationships? How's your education? What's your, you know, and I had been really focused on my relationship with my husband for a number of years and was getting kind of frustrated that I couldn't seem to make the shifts that I wanted. I couldn't seem to find the breakthrough that I was looking for to help us communicate in a more healthy, whole, loving way. And I just kept falling into those potholes, you know? Yes, I can relate to that. (laughs) And the suggestion is to take another category in my life that I needed or desired some work on and put some of my attention towards that. And so I had realized like as a younger person, I had, I really enjoyed doing all kinds of crafts and was always busy creating things for people and making things for my home and whatever. 
But since I'd been in relationship and had a child, like I hadn't been doing anything creative. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do a creative project because that's an area of my life that I desire to do more, but I haven't been focusing on. And it wasn't more than just like a few days later, I had worked maybe two hours on a creative project altogether, you know? And all of a sudden, things started shifting in my communication with my partner. And I just, flow started happening and we started having these breakthroughs and we had these moments. And I was just like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. that is the coolest (laughs) thing I've ever experienced, you know? (laughs) Everything is connected, you know? Mm. (laughs) Yes. And so we have to trust that what we're uh, doing, what we're doing, you know, is, is supporting so many areas in our life, you know, and the unfolding in so many interesting ways. So the interesting thing is to see the focus has a lot to do with the logical mind again. It's yeah. very, it's very good at it, right? Focus on trying to solve problems. And then it really focuses on concentrates on one thing and, yeah. and tries really hard. Um, but then you see awareness that part of the other part of us that's more open and expansive, it kind of leans towards almost like it doesn't have a focus. It's, it's everywhere. It's always, it's very, so much fun in that sense because it yeah. taps into different aspects of our being yeah. and it wants to dance with that, those yeah. energies. Yeah. And you see, when we allow that to happen, then yeah, that's what we call magic. <laughs> The magic, exactly. Magic happens for sure. Magic happens. I love what you mentioned earlier. You did talk about self. Um, you mentioned self love, self acceptance, right? Self love. That I, and that was my, let's say, one of the first steps for me: healing, acceptance, and then self love. And now I hear that from so many other people. They still, they still put that on top of the list when it comes to living a, a healthier life in a sense of meaning and depth, it has to go back to you always within, of course, but you. So the focus in a way, it's it's you. But the interesting thing is when we focus on ourselves, let's say that intention to know more about ourselves, then we end up loving ourselves more, being more creative, healthier, and then we pass that on to others and then becomes a gift. And then we become this beautiful gift to the world. It, it feels that way. That relates to your work in finding our truth and coming from that place, following our own hearts, I think is the only way we can really help other people and, and humanity. Right. It's well, coming from that place. Listening to you, it's like that that piece that it reminds me is just like the humanness. Like that we're all human. Like that I feel uh-huh. like when we when we understand when we like really let go of the huge expectation and weight on ourselves to be mm-hmm. more, you know, to be mm-hmm. different and be perfect and be, and yeah. do, we, we put so much pressure on ourselves. And when we can just accept that, like, you know what, we're human and everyone struggles with things and, you know, makes mistakes and makes choices that they wish they hadn't made. And, you know, like it's normal. And so when we can normalize things, it's so helpful in the process of self-love is like, you know what? The fact that you do this is normal. Like a lot of people do this. So give yourself a break, you know? <laughs> yes. Self, yeah. Self-compassion, self-kindness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It really yeah. starts there. I have to say, and because I'm very interested in truth, that's my, I'm a truth lover. So anything yeah. that sounds true will get me going. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I go as deep as I can with spiritual teachings too. I'm, I'm a student of Vedanta. It's a non-duality Hindu spiritual philosophy. It, it goes, that philosophy goes as deep as, I mean, I don't know any other philosophy, spiritual philosophy that go, goes as deep as Vedanta. I really don't. Are you familiar with this? I'm not. Vedanta? No. It's Advaita Vedanta. So it's non-duality. It's not a belief system because they, they, they explain, it's almost like the science of spirituality, the way they explain everything. So it goes back to that essence that everything has one ground, ground 
of reality, the absolute reality. So there's no two. It's, it's, it's almost like in terms of, let's say, religion, if I can use a religious word, God. So is that everything is God. And it's not that, it's not that God is in everything, it's that everything is in God. So it's very profound like that. It's very subtle, especially that phrase that I just said, everything is in God. So it, as you said earlier too about sacredness, so being, what is sacred? I think that's why I asked that question. And then you made that very, you made the whole, it's everything, right? There's nothing that's separate from that. They go really, really deep and I'm very interested in, in, in depth. But then when I go back to the human experience, I'm like, wait a minute, how do I, how do I embody that depth into my day-to-day life as this temporary body-mind? And that it makes me very humble a lot of times. And I think that's what it's beautiful about being a human, being here, whatever this is that we call life, is that we are able to kind of connect with everything else that seems separate from a very humble place. Even if we know the truth, (laughs) it's not, it's almost like the truth, it is enough to hold us in our own joy, peace, a sense of, uh, wow, ah. Like I don't have even words to say. It's, it's uh, that sense of, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't even find a word for it. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you're able to connect with incompleteness, things that look seem to be broken, not to be healed. So it, it's just such an incredible experience. And I, I guess that goes back to what you, you talked earlier about the soul's calling and I have heard a lot about the soul's contract, the soul's purpose. So there is something about being on earth, having this experience here that it, it, it gives us the, um, the opportunity to experience everything, the finite and infinite at the same yeah. time. It really yeah. does. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Well, that, the, just thinking about the word broken that you just, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, because of life's experiences and, and challenges sometimes and, um, wrongdoings by other people and whatnot, this, this, we can develop this sense of like, we're, we're broken, you know, in some way. And when you, when you step back and feel that wholeness and that, you know, the parts of all, you know, that we're connected to everything. I don't know. It, it somehow lightens that more human experience of like feeling broken and turns it more into, it's just a part of my unfolding and my unraveling to the wholeness, you know? Yes. <laughs> you know, the, the yes. brokenness is more the in, the finite sort of, in this moment, in this experience, but then, you know, when we step into this feeling of wholeness, that's, it's when we, we really see the connectedness and yeah. Right. It's in a way, it's not easier. I was about to say it's easier to uh, <laughs> kind of look at suffering, but it not, it's not easier. I think it makes it more, I think it doesn't allow the mind to judge it as wrong. So there's something that happens that says, ah, this is part of the experience of being a human. The human experience includes everything. That's how I define love too, Leah, yeah. is that freedom, isn't it? To, yes. I don't think God or the universe or life's pushing away anything. It kind of, it's open to it all and right. allows everything to happen. When we really think about it, it's incredible, incredibly loving. Right. And I think that's part of that, that the, the healing journey, right, is, is realizing that there is freedom and that we have choice. I think sometimes we forget that we have choices, you know, and we can feel stuck in patterns and ways of being and in our pain and, and wait, we have mm-hmm. choice. How else can I see this? How else can I experience mm-hmm. this? How else can I, what else can I do to try to lit, you know, to step into my wholeness more, you know? Mm. Yes. Yeah. I guess we're just using words, but I try for some reason, the idea of choice doesn't resonate with me. 
And I, yeah, it's interesting, right? The, the idea of free will, that we have the, the choice to, I don't know, Leah, I feel like it's more of what you said about trusting. Once we begin trusting the inner wisdom, life itself, the universe, God, whatever, whatever it is that we believe in, then something greater than ourselves, then something happens because I do feel like the universe, life, God, our inner wisdom, it's, it's constantly seeking harmony, constantly bringing us back to love, to yeah. balance. So I trust that. And I, don't, right. and I don't feel like it's a choice because that would separate me from it. I think that's how I feel it. Uh, maybe the choice is in like remembering mm. that trust is there. Like when we're stuck in the, in the uh, human experience, like, yes. oh, right, remembering mm. that I can pull back from this. Like that's a choice uh, to... Yeah. to you know what I mean? Like, and maybe choice is not the right word, but it remembering, remembering that there are other ways, there are other states, there are other. Yes, right. Or, which is the same thing, remembering that we are not apart from life, that we are right. one with life, right. with God, with our own inner wisdom. What we call inner wisdom is something separate. We are one with it. So we are, we're connected to everything. So I think that's, for me, it has been incredibly helpful to kind of, you see, not coming from a place of I trust life. I am life. I don't have a life. That's how I usually, as a mantra, as something to remind the mind, not right. to come in and try to question that. Right. Yeah, I am one with you, whatever you are. I even say that way, you know, almost as, as in a way of, Contemplation to the mystery too, because we can't really comprehend, even if we can sense without words even, that we know what this is. It's still incredibly amazing to, right. to be here. <laughs> like, well, yeah. how, how could this happen? I was a child. I remember around seven, I remember asking these questions. Yeah. Looking at myself in the mirror. Oh, you're here again. Uh-huh. So you're here as a, as a woman now, as a, as a girl. So as if I knew that I was here before in a male body or if uh -huh. I was, that I was here before many other, in many, somehow in different forms without knowing, having this kind of expressing this information, just without any logic, any, any idea. So that's, that's what I, now I guess as an adult, my practice is to return to that, to that knowledge that it was not learned here by the mind, intellectual mind. It's just came, it's innate. We all have that. It's, it's here because we are life. Again, does it make sense to you? <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah. So we're almost at the end. And oh, I want to thank you for your beautiful presence and for being open even to a conversation like that. I'm a truth lover, so I'm always exploring everything a lot of times live here and a lot of times for my own practices because I go to sleep and I wake up contemplating this the mystery of life yeah so <laughs> oh my god what's not to love about it right Leah? exactly um, <laughs> incredible so I want to mention your services you offer holistic life coaching and you utilize EFT, Psychic K, Core Gifts, and other transformation techniques to support um, other people's journeys. You do energy work through Reiki, and then you offer retreats and women's circles too. It's yeah. beautiful. Did I miss anything, Leah, here? You got it. So that's your services and the website. I do have here, innerwisdomhealth.net. So I'll have that linked to this podcast profile page. So um, do you have anything to add, anything that you left unsaid that you'd like to share? Because I do have a, a, an ending question for you. Okay. Well, ask me the ending question. Oh. <laughs> so that's a question that I usually ask everyone for some reason too. The, the last question, the first ones, they, they, they keep coming back. So they stay here in a way. They don't want to leave. Uh -huh. So I just uh -huh. allow them to be. What three experiences you wish everyone to have before they die? Well, one, I wish, I wish everyone to have that experience of feeling um, really grounded and present in their own being. Um, that just having moments of just real deep, trust and 
presence in their own being, having some moments, if not lots of them, at least a few. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, you know, I, I feel like experiencing the childlike wonder of life at all ages you know I think sometimes as we grow up we forget to be playful and to and that life is this magical mysterious beautiful unfolding and we can get really serious and stuck in our ways you know and I just uh, invite that curiosity and wonder and in I hope people have some moments of that the remembering of that how vast the world is and all those questions why 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 you know yes (laughs) yes Uh, beautiful and I wish for people to um experience their um their calling to really know that the work that they do, to remember that the work that they do is important because we're all connected. And I feel like when we're, when we're remembering that what I choose to do, what you choose to do affects the whole, you know, to remember that, um, that we're each important, an important part of this huge world. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much, Leah, for your beautiful presence, the wisdom that you carry and that you share with others. Uh, That's generosity to me. And the love, you you come across very loving. Mm, Thank you. you. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you so much. We all appreciate that very much. Yes. So Thank you. take care of your beautiful self for now and we'll talk soon. Bye friends. Okay. Take care. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Leah Wentworth and her work, please visit innerwisdomhealth.net. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.